Welcome to Spirit for Success, a podcast for kick-ass ladypreneurs with spirit, smarts, sass, and style who want to succeed at business, life, and love with ease and grace. Want to see what other fabulousness we have in store for you? Go to spirit4success.com. That's www.spiritforsuccess.com. Now to your kick-ass and sparkly hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Hi, this is Rach. And this is Therese. Welcome back to our podcast. We've got a very special, um, amazing, no, not amazing, but we've got a, a, let me try that again. (laughs) We have an awesome episode coming up today. And we're going to be talking about how to bring your vision board into your reality. And we want it to happen, want it to happen sooner rather than later. So I'm going to hand it over to Therese because she's got a really amazing story, a place to start on this one. So over to you. <laughs> you know, I've you noticed, because again, I noticed this is a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I run out of things to say, not know where to start. I just hand it to you. You've got the shusher. <laughs> Go. Okay. I've got the shusher. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know about our listeners. I'm going to assume that, like me, <laughs> you probably have at least one vision board. Right now, I have a pretty big one. I went, like, balls to the wall and built a huge one on a canvas. <laughs> um, and it hangs in my kitchen. And so most of the time, it stays out of my consciousness, to be honest, totally honest. But every once in a while, I'll be in the kitchen and it'll catch my eye. And I'll go over the different areas that I of the things I want to manifest in my life. And what I caught myself thinking a few times, and this has happened especially in the past, not so much now, but this thought does creep in every once in a while. Like for instance, I have one area that's devoted to travel and there are so many pictures of tropical water here and swimming and you know the floating hotels and all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. And I catch myself saying, oh my God, that's going to be amazing someday. (laughs) And did you hear it? (laughs) I said, someday. Someday. Here's the the booby trap of saying someday. When you're manifesting, and I'm sure that you know this, but just to reiterate, when you're manifesting and you say someday, you're literally putting it energetically in the future always. So if if you say someday, I'm going to have lots of money. You just stuck it in a future pocket. If you say, someday I'm going to live in a big house, it's in a future pocket. So you can hear (laughs) the little booby trap that we create when we say someday. And it's, I don't think that we do it on purpose. I think because in our minds, we're thinking that it's not happening right now. I'm not going on that vacation right this moment. I'm not living in this house right this moment. I'm not having the heaps of money right this moment. So it, so logically, it's going to be someday, just not today. But it is a, a trap in manifesting to stick things there. <laughs> so one of the things that I have been doing is catching that you know, becoming consciously aware of when I say that, because now I understand that energetically, you know, because tomorrow could be someday, right? But when usually when tomorrow shows up, you say tomorrow, someday, I'm going to go there someday. (laughs) And then you keep (laughs) throwing the ball further away from you instead of coming to it. So today's podcast, we wanted to talk about bringing 
someday into the now, into your present and how you can do that because you can manifest the shit out of your life and you can constantly be putting it into the future, right? You're constantly banking ahead, but never catching up. And so what we want to do is help you bring that, that future moment into your present. And part of it is by giving yourself experiences now. And the story that I have around that, well, gosh, <laughs> I don't know if we should go into that yet. I don't know. I'm now I'm waffling. <laughs> it's all good. We can come back to that in a moment. I think some of the things that we wanted to cover off in this this episode, you know, we're going to go into the various ways that you can turbo boost or supercharge your manifesting juju by not just visualizing it because like we've just discussed, you know, that's the old way of doing things and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it is powerful. I don't want to discount visualization because we get into those moments. I mean, Michael Jordan and all the, the sporting stars, they all do this visualization, but the step they take a little bit further is they're not just visualizing it when they're sitting still. They're visualizing it as they're shooting the hoops. They're visualizing mm-hmm. it as they're doing the action. It becomes very kinesthetic and that in itself turbo boosts it because it's getting it into your body and that's the thing I mean we talk about the four intelligences this is another way of bringing it down from the etherical conceptual Mm -hmm. through into the body and living it as if it's reality so do you want to just continue on with that yeah well one of the things that we know through research is that when we visualize in our mind we are actually creating an atomic structure. It really is happening. That's the cool thing is that as you're visualizing, as you hold a visualization for 17 seconds, you're starting to call in the atmospheric particles, if you will, (laughs) and forming a solid reality with it. We're talking about supercharging it, also bringing it into the future because we have a tendency to visualize a moment in the future, right? And a lot of times we are thinking about maybe near future, like I, I know that when I manifest, I'm trying to bring it as close to me now as possible. We're saying you need to take it one step further and bring it into your current reality. So ways to do that. For example, well, Rachel and I had kind of talked about this, but I have a dream car. <laughs> and so we were talking about ways to bring a dream car into your life. And one of the most powerful ways to actualize it is to take that car for a test drive, even if you don't have the intention of buying it just yet, but actually feeling the car, like be in the car, see yourself, smell the car, be the car, you know, get in the car. <laughs> I could just see you getting your nose up against the, the leather again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. New car smell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What I, what I did was, you know, get in the car, put my hands on the steering wheel, close my eyes for a moment and imagine this car parked in my driveway, my current driveway you know, see it there. Imagine in your brain that, you know, you just left your house and you're getting into this car from your own home, Mm. right? That's bringing it into the now. That's not the fancy car at the fancy house that you don't have yet. You're, then you are again, putting it into a future moment. Test driving with the uh, stereo blaring because that's how I would drive. So I did that with a car um, that I now actually have. Now, that's what sold me on it was the sound of the stereo, but it was the experience of sitting in that driver's seat with that music and that sound. And I could I could literally in that moment, even though I hadn't taken it for a test drive at the time, I could see myself in that car. So taking it for a test drive made it even more real. That's the powerful part. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but there are some things that we desire, that we wish for ourselves, that we wish to manifest. And secretly, we are not sure that we're worthy of it. 
Like maybe you want a huge house, right? Mm -hmm. And there's guilt in you for wanting that house. Like how dare you? (laughs) How dare you dream so big? (laughs) Nobody else in your family has a house that big. Exactly. And maybe, maybe you have a background conversation running in your head that you heard as a child about how if you didn't grow up that way, that maybe people who had those houses, there were certain feelings about people who owned houses like that. That were negative. People who are rich are backstabbers. Um, They only did that by cheating and stealing. Right. Or they don't care about other people. Some negative story that keeps you from having it because there's a part of you who doesn't want to be associated with the negative attributes of that house. And it's just a house. But we do carry a lot of emotional baggage around it. And there's a fear that we're not worthy. Like maybe you'll be found out <laughs> that you're not, that you don't belong there or you don't belong in that car, <laughs> right? Part of it also is getting clear about who you are in that space. So with the example of the car, you know, if you see that beautiful car driving around, there's a part of you that feels envious because you want it and jealous because they have it and you don't, mm-hmm. or has ideas about, well, that this person must be this way. You know, like they're super bitchy if they're driving that car or materialistic, whatever preconceived notions, right? Not spiritual or pick any. Exactly. So what you need to do is you need to physically put yourself in that situation where you see that you are just you in that car. Nothing has changed about you. You're just maybe happy. <laughs> You're still a good person, regardless of the car and the house. Exactly. And part of it is realizing that when you actually also put yourself in the state where you're experiencing your vision, your manifestation now, you learn information, right? Because before having the diamond necklace, let's say, mm-hmm. you really feel like my life is going to change somehow having that necklace. And then you get it. And you realize that there was something else you wanted. It wasn't the manifestation of the thing. It was the feeling, right? So getting in there and realizing that there's more information to be had, that there is actually something else that you're trying to get from that experience. Yeah. For example, I mean, I know for me early on in the piece when I was, you know, stepping into my own business, part of what I wanted to have my own business for was because I wanted this freedom lifestyle. So then in the early days, I was picking things to focus on, you know, directions in terms of, you know, what kinds of coaching I would do or or what products I would create or how I'd do it. I based it on what would make me the most money Mm -hmm. and not on what am I actually really passionate about creating because there was this duality in my mind that said, well, no, I can never be really successful as a relationship coach because they don't make a lot of money. So I need to focus on working on whatever it was at the time. But the downside to that is it doesn't have as much energy. No. So we talked about this in the last couple of days. It's getting clear about the the why. And I shared a video today with um, Therese and <laughs> with Facebook and I tagged Therese because our team in spirit was bringing it home to us last night oh, around yeah. what is your why. When you have a really deeply connected why, every moment you breathe, you are in alignment and moving towards that in a direction. But if you're doing things just to be, just because you want to be successful, just because you want to have the car because it shows that you're a rich person, if you're doing it just for the money, mm-hmm. they are all, it's just desire. That's not a real uh, why. It's not sustaining. It won't give you the breath of life when you have to go through the creation. So they gave us this really great metaphor last night, and I'd love to share it. So they said Mm -hmm. that as we're building, as we're working on our business together, they said, 
you know, what you're seeing is this um, designer mock-up of a, they gave us a a condominium tower. Like we're building (laughs) this tower. And, you know, usually when a condominium is coming soon, you see the, um, you know, the designer sketch of what it's going to look like, what this finished product is. And it's usually gorgeous and gleaming and there's people and they're happy and walking by and there's trees and it just looks so amazing. And on the other side, totally sold on the picture. (laughs) Exactly. And on the other side of this big, uh, fence that's up is a dirt lot you know filled with sweaty construction workers it's not pretty (laughs) you know what's funny I've actually got that like I'm in an apartment building and the lot next to us is exactly that there's beautiful pictures on the the gate or on the the fence yeah and then behind it is a half constructed because they it fell through years and years ago. It's just a mess. <laughs> so totally yeah, so. get that analogy. No one other characters. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. They're like you can really like dig into that visual. You can relate to this. <laughs> it's right next door. Here's the thing: your vision board is just like that poster on the gate. It's what you're building, right? It's the beautiful thing that's coming in the process of manifesting because we're in this um, physical plane of time. We're building right? And if you are calling in something, if your why is so I can have money or I can make money from doing this, if it's purely to achieve, you know, without anything more, anything that that's soul filling, when you're looking at that empty lot, you're going to want to bail because it is ugly. Like, like Rach said, (laughs) that personal lot she can see is stalled, right? So it's like, they're gone, right? They bailed on. wasn't enough (laughs) wasn't a good enough reason to keep going and you'll feel it and that's what manifesting can look like sometimes exactly so and we always talk about this from elizabeth gilbert's book big magic but she has that little section on the shit sandwich Mm -hmm. and part of the shit sandwich is the building stage when things aren't looking like the poster yeah they're not looking like your vision board. In fact, they don't really look like much of anything and you're not sure it's happening. This is the point in which you will back out and run if you do not have a strong why. Mm. Which is why we're saying part of the manifesting should be trying to physically experience it as much as possible because this will give you information. Either you need to adjust your vision because it's not quite in alignment with what you really want or you need to to know that you can have it by giving yourself a taste of it. Mm. Really important. So the test drive is the taste of the car. And if the test drive was like, oh my God, this feels good. I feel like when I drive this car, I am truly honoring myself. I'm giving myself a great experience. I am putting value in my own life in some way. If that's what you get from it, you know it's in alignment with what you're trying to get. If you get in that car and you're like, this feels empty, you know, like this is ridiculous. Why am I making such a big deal out of a car? Mm-hmm then you'll know it's not. And you can take it off the board and stop focusing on something that actually has no... Fulfillment. Exactly. That's probably the, the way that you tell. But if it hasn't got some real soul fulfillment, mm-hmm. then it's going to feel empty when you get there. You'll achieve it and go, well, okay, now what? It won't feel as exciting or as inspiring or fulfilling as something that has a real deep why. So, you know, Therese, have you got some examples of a why, some purposes? That really do sink in deep. Okay, so... I thought I'd give it to you first. Okay, so an example of a why. Let's say you want to write a book. Like, Rach and I, we're writing a book. 
And let me tell you, I'm not a natural writer. Yeah. So writing isn't like, it's not like I go, yippee, I get to write right now. Like she kind of has to like pin me down and be like, let's talk about this. <laughs> and then I'll get into it. Then I get it. Give her pictures to do. <laughs> exactly. And give her some arty things to do to, you know, tide her over, get it through. <laughs> give me a coloring book. And how it works. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. What drives me to want to show up to that is that we have some amazing information to share. Share with other people because it was a big aha for us and sharing it with other people. There's a value there. Also just, you know, we work with our team in spirit and they're like, this is, we are sharing this with you because you tapped in, which means that you're showing up and the people who show up for the information receive it. And so there's like a a non-physical contract happening where we have agreed to show up. That's the big why, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've been given access to information with the agreement that we will share it. And that's the why. If I was doing it because I want to be a best-selling writer, I would be out. I would have been out a while ago. (laughs) It's not motivation enough for me. It's too superficial. So part of your why is how do you connect with it emotionally? Like what's underneath getting what you want? Say you get the car and the big house. How does that make you feel? That is a big key to why you do it. I will feel freer. I will feel, you know, I'll feel fulfilled even. Mm. I will feel safe, secure. I mean, find your whys. What's behind that? So here's the thing. Generally, most people that are in our circles, our whys are, you know, changing the world and making a difference Mm -hmm. and helping others. And they, they are absolutely noble and they do fuel us. But I also want you to consider that, you know, sometimes the simplest why, like being able to spend more quality time with my family, Something that's really personal to you is also an adequate why. It is not any less noble and it is not any less powerful than changing the world. I find sometimes that you know, I'm doing this not only to help other people but to, to create an amazing lifestyle for my family is also very powerful for me. Oh, God, yeah. Because I want to spend more time with them. It's huge. Well, think about that. It has a domino effect. It's not, it's not selfish at all to say that my family is my wife exactly. taking care of them or creating a better life because they live a better life. And in turn, they do something that causes other people. To, you know, it has a domino effect. So you don't have to have that global why to be worthy. Your why can be it like truly will make me happy. Exactly. I was about to say that. <laughs> why? Because it's fun. Because I like it. That's enough. (laughs) Think about the pebble hitting the pond, right? If just making you happy is the only why, see it ripple out. When you're happy, your husband's happy. When your husband's happy, your kids are happy. When your kids are happy, their friends are happy. When their friends are happy, their families are happy. When their families are happy, you know, and and it goes on and on and on. And and we're sitting here going, but my happiness is going to cause everybody to be happy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. See the ripple, right? It's of course the vibration is lesser as it goes out, but that doesn't matter. It's still that is a very worthy reason to create anything in your life, pure and simple. So part of it is if you get behind the wheel and you realize this car doesn't make you happy, right? It suddenly seems too high maintenance to make you happy. That's information you needed. Take it off the board, put a different car or a bike or yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Imagine yourself living in New York where you don't need a car, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is a beautiful example because the global why, of course, is supported by the universe. 
but they also see that your individual why ends up being a global why anyway. So it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Sometimes the personal why is more powerful. It well definitely uh, go back to the pond again. When the rock hits the pond, where is the ripple the most defined? Mm, the strongest is at the center. Exactly. So it is like the strongest why we can individually carry. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, when we when we do a why for a global purpose, do we ever really get to see the effect of it? Do we ever really know how potent we are? Not the full effect, no. Not always. No. But do we get to know when we are doing it for ourselves? Oh, God, yeah. Because yeah. we feel it when we're doing it. So it's a bit like when we do our podcasts, when we do some of our other work, it's like, this is fun, I'm enjoying it. And you know, if it changes somebody's life, great, but I'm enjoying the process of it more than anything else. Yeah. And also it gives us, um, one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is I get great clarity from saying it out <laughs> loud because these are thoughts that travel around in my brain, but they're also traveling in the other um, circles. Mm. You know, we all have the vicious circle and we've got the clarity and we've got the muddled thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like we're picking these little thought streams out and hearing that one stream consistently. Mm. So it's, it is magic. Definitely. Yeah, I benefit greatly from these. <laughs> so thank you, Teresa Yay! Rach. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's boil it down. We've talked a lot about different things, so let's boil it down like we do to our um, our step by step process. So we'll just see how many steps we get out of this one mm-hmm. after <laughs> as we go. So step number one um, is gaining clarity, getting clear about what is it that you really want to experience and have in your life. Because when you get the clarity, then you you start to you can visualize being there. You can visualize what it's like. You can start taking some other steps to bring it more into your reality. But you've got to get clear on what that vision is, and know that whatever you put on your vision board or whatever you you see in your future, it is not in concrete. You can change that at any time. Is that Therese? Mm-hmm. Add to that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that. So part of it is go to the vision board first and look at it. And try to drill it down a little. So if you see the picture of the house, why? Why is that there? Because I've always wanted to live in a big house. Okay, but why? Because living in a big house means that that I've created enough. Enough what? Enough security, right? I, I have enough space. It means I have more expansion, right? So you're getting down to what is it? on there. And the next thing you need to do with that to get clear about your why is then test it, right? Go into the, I, you know, one of my favorite things to do, my husband and I love doing these, but is whenever we see an open house, Mm -hmm. we used to do this in New York a lot. We would go to it, right? You know, you always have to sign in. (laughs) And I always felt a little like guilty that the poor realtor. Yeah, same. (laughs) But you know what? That's part of their job is, is, that but also getting into this vibration of oh my god this is an option right Mm. sometimes we don't know what our options are if we're not exposing ourselves to them exactly so step number one is get clear Mm -hmm. so would you say step number two is to get clear on your why would that be step two i think that's part of step one that's clear about why is definitely step one just the clarity Mm -hmm. i think that we had said that step number two is going in and creating consistently, consistently doing it. Ah, yes. So consistently doing your visualization, consistently getting out there. Yes. And consistently looking for opportunities to experience a little bit of it. For example. Which is number three. Oh, do it and live it. (laughs) 
Yes, number three is live, 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 live it as much as possible, as often as possible, even if it's just like a temporary stepping into that life. Like we talked about with the car, you couldn't buy it on the spot, but you could take it for a test drive. You may not be able to afford to go to a day spa every week, but hey, could you do it once every couple of months to live that life just for that moment to intensify it? Right. Or you can get your nails done more often. Mm. I mean, I don't always do that. That's something that I kind of consider to be an extra because I'm a a mom of two kids. I'm also an artist. So I dig my fingers into a lot of paint. (laughs) And so I often think, well, you know, this is going to get ruined. But every once in a while, it just feels good to just do it. It's like I know it's going to get paint on it at some point. But damn, I feel pretty right now. Mm. And that's the moment. That is the moment that you're going for. I, you know, I get stuck in practicality just like everybody else. So there's always like this, how long can I make this last thing? And it's not always about that. Sometimes it's about getting it in the moment because as soon as you let yourself have it, it's in you. And that's a big difference. And what you want to do is to drink it in. So when you're having that experience, you want to just soak it in for every second that it's worth because then when you're not in that zone, you know, for days and months after or days after, then you go back to that experience and you can relive it. And it's got so much more juice and power to it because you actually soaked it in at the time. And that's what's really powerful. And uh, Therese, I want you to share your story. Well, wait, I will. But I did this last night and I want to say it because it kind of talks indirectly what we had just Mm -hmm. said. So as an example of a small thing that I did where I was living in the right now, I love peonies. And where I live, they're not seasonal, or they're seasonal, rather. Like, you can only get them in this little time frame before peonies are not available. And I saw they had, like, little bouquets for sale at Whole Foods yesterday. And I thought, oh, I love peonies, and kept shopping. I don't usually buy myself fresh flowers, although I have been lately as kind of a, like, personal challenge (laughs) of just bringing more beauty in my life. And I realized... I heard as I was walking away from them, not grabbing them, that this was an opportunity. It was right there. It's like you love them, you appreciate them. They're right there to have. And they were they were actually pretty inexpensive. And I didn't get them. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why didn't I let myself have it? And there was a part of me like, maybe they'll be there tomorrow or next week or when I have a reason. And it was, I literally heard like just, This is the opportunity. What if you come back tomorrow and they're not there? Will you feel bad that you didn't take the opportunity when it presented itself? Can you not trust that they were there maybe just because you purely enjoy them and you were in alignment with them, having them in your life? Mm. And I went, damn. (laughs) I went back and I grabbed them. Bitch slept by the team. Nice. Now now I'm looking at them. (laughs) I'm looking at them right now and appreciating how gorgeous they are and how how there's a window sometimes Mm. not all the time but sometimes there's a window of opportunity and you feel the urge to be part of it and you talk yourself out of it and really what the universe is trying to say is this is an alignment with what you're asking for you're asking for more beauty here's beauty and the kind of beauty you appreciate and I almost walked right past it Mm. because I didn't need it you know and And we have a tendency to do that to ourselves. But the thing that came when I let myself have it is actually I did need it. I did need to see. Yeah. And my, the phone just lit up on that, (laughs) that, um, the type of choices that I was making were limiting me. 
you know, I was really limiting myself. So going into the story that Rach really wants me to share <laughs> <laughs> was uh, an opportunity to expand. And I didn't know it at the time, but there was a, a retreat I went to last year and I had gotten the opportunity to go. Like somebody gifted me the opportunity. It was one of these things, just like the flowers, where I was like, wow, I want that, but I don't see how that's going to happen. And then I decided to ask the universe for it. I kind of said, what the hell? Uh, I do want this. I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. But but uh, thank I God do. too. So if you can help me, that would be awesome. Because it was the very beginning of, of a big part of our journey too, which was um, – yeah, and see how it was di- very divinely guided, but it, oh, yeah. it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't have said yes. Well, right. I would first of all, I had to decide that my desire was worth it. Right, instead of trying to say, "Oh God, that seems fun, but I can't have that." I didn't shut myself down. I tried to, mm-hmm. but I turned it around and I said, "No, I want this. I don't know how to make it happen. Help me out, but I want this." That was the first step. The next thing that happened was. I was gifted the opportunity, which does happen. Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of a, one of those miracle things. Like, I don't know how it just was in alignment. And I asked and I put it out there and it came back positive. When that happened to me, I realized that this was a golden opportunity and that had I not been given the scenario where I deeply thought about how much I wanted it, I probably wouldn't have gone in it the way I did. But how I went in it was thank you for this gift. I am going to take it and run with it. Milk it. (laughs) I am going to milk it for all it's worth. (laughs) So I set an intention and my personal intention at the time is I had just come out of the closet as a psychic. I hadn't really shared this with people except for my inner, my very tight little inner circle knew about this, but the rest of the world had no idea, did not know. And I had just (laughs) stepped out. (laughs) Exactly. So I had just stepped out And I decided I was going to use this opportunity as a way to deepen my intuition, that I was going to go there and get whatever information I could to deepen my intuition. And I even set an intention that I would do a reading for somebody when I was there. Well, I went in, had my intention, I held it, and I showed up 100%. And that just means that I stayed present. I was not thinking about what's going to happen when I get home. I wasn't thinking about what was going on at home while I was there. I was there. I was in the space. I was presently connecting with people. I was drinking in the information. I was looking for the synchronicities. And I was taking every opportunity that came. And what happened is when I was intended to do a reading for one person, I did something (laughs) crazy like nearly 40 readings in in a 48-hour period. I mean, I was a busy girl. (laughs) I was a very busy girl. But it was so amazing and each reading took me deeper in and I got a lot more confirmation and validation was coming and it changed my life. I came back different. And when I what I took from that experience, I kept going with because they told me this is not a unique, special place where when you're here, your intuition is magic. And when you go home, it's the same. (laughs) They're saying this is a springboard. Mm -hmm. This is, um, in fact, they showed me I don't know if anybody remembers the game Super Mario Brothers, but, you know, they're, the little Mario guy is running along and he hits the bricks and every once in a while he hits a brick and a star pops out and you take the star and you become invincible, right? So you get super speed and you can run through the game as fast as you can. Well, that kind of experience, a springboard opportunity is like one of those stars. It's a star-powered experience, which means 
that the information you can take there and run with. And when you bring it back into your life, you can move faster through certain areas of it. For me, it was through the areas of intuition. I went in deep and I stayed there <laughs> and ran with it. And now I have, like, long story short, I have Yay! a business out of it. This is what I do. If it wasn't for that weekend, I don't think we'd, you, we would be here having <laughs> this business and conversation because that was where you really, really allowed yourself to come out in yeah. so many ways and completely different person that landed back at home after the event. And it's continued on, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm constantly being offered opportunities to power up again, you know, and sometimes I take them and sometimes I don't. In those special circumstances, it really was the beauty of that was I did have this like bracket. Life gave me a little bracket. It looked like a little parentheses place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here is an area that's clearly defined that I promise you something big is going to happen, right? That's what life gave me in those moments. When you take advantage of those moments, you do power up, but it's a choice because you can, I could have gone there like, oh, this is just a cool experience. And I'm meeting people and talking to them. La la la, this was fun. And wasn't that a great time there? And now I'm back home. So you see there was choice involved. There was mm -hmm. a intention. There was energy and presence. And there was consistency. And so having said all that, we decided that um, after talking about this, Rachel and I realized that this was an opportunity for us to offer that to our clients. So we created our VIP experience, which is happening this July. It's July 8th. And what I wanted to do and what Rachel and I want to do together with these 10 people is create, recreate that kind of star powered experience for our clients. Yeah. And not just by I mean, we're going to be at La Costa Spa, so it's a, a beautiful space to be in. You're getting spa treatments, but the other part to that, not just about experiencing the feeling of being wealthy, having the lifestyle that has the pampering and, and hanging out with amazing people, but we're actually going to be spending time doing a lot of masterminding. You're going to get time with Therese to get a reading. You get coaching time with me because our intention coming into that weekend is that it is a star power weekend for you on multiple levels mm -hmm. and not just the energy of being there but we want to help you to get a real shift like we want you to come into that weekend with your biggest block your biggest challenge so that we can work on it that weekend to really dissolve it and give you a plan to move forward exactly so that your acceleration is continued even after the event right right and we're only giving this to this time it's only available for 10 people because we want it to be a very intimate experience we want you to have a lot of high touch hands-on time with us because I do believe that there is a power of a breakthrough available to people who come in with intention, hold it with energy and take it consistently and move it into their life. They're going to make a shift that I'm telling you, I'm a different person than I was a year ago. It's intense <laughs> and it's beautiful and it's very doable. It's not, it's not something that's unique to me. Mm. It's something that anybody can do with the right mindset to do it, with the right strategy. And that's what we can help you get by doing it. So if you want to be part of this experience, Rach, how are we asking them to get in contact with us? Yeah, probably the best way to get in contact with us, because I know some people are only listening to this, we will add the link on the, the website. But the best way to contact us is to email us at admin at spiritforsuccess.com. So that's admin 
at spiritforsuccess.com. So we'll organize a time to have a chat to talk about how it all fits together, answer any of your questions, tell you how much it costs and how we can create a payment system for you if you need. That's the way to get in touch with us if you're interested in finding out a bit more about it. We do have a cutoff date of the 8th of June, so you'll need to contact us as soon as possible. And for those of you listening after 2016, because this is for July of 2016, <laughs> yes. and if you happen to be listening we'll be to doing it, more of these in the future, we will be doing more. So do check our website, www.spirit4success.com, because we will have a list of different locations we are going to go and do these at. Beautiful. So I am so excited. This is the first one. So these are, this is like the extra special baby group. Exactly. It gets all the extra special goodies. <laughs> and the fantastic part is that yeah, Teresa and I are actually going to be there in person together. <laughs> yes. The last time we're actually in the same room together was 12 months and nearly 12 months ago. So this is exciting for us. We're looking forward to that. But we don't want to go on any more about the, the VIP weekend. For those who are interested, by all means, get in touch. But we want to come back to and, and wrap this up with, you know, what is the summary of today's podcast and, and teachings? So coming back to bringing your vision board off the wall and into your reality sooner rather than later. So the first step is to get clear about what it is you want. Get clear about what your why is, knowing that no why can seem too small. It's very personalized and mm. sometimes it does have a global effect as well. But get clear on what is your why. Therese, do you want to go into consistency? Yeah, so do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> or do it, do it as much as possible. Pretty self-explanatory. Exactly. So if there's something that you really, really want right now, you need to post it in one more than just one place. Like, for example, just having my vision board in my kitchen isn't quite cutting it, as I can see. Mm -hmm. So what I do is if there's something that I'm really wanting to make now, I put it places where I'm going to look at it consistently. Right? So a post-it. Remember your car. Remember the house. Remember your trip. Whatever it is. Put it in as many places as you can so that you consistently go there. And all it takes to get it started is 17 seconds. Mm. And if you're a superstar, hold it for 68 seconds. That's just barely more than a minute. And it gathers momentum. Doing it, it triples the momentum. So that's number three. Get into as much of the experience as you possibly can, even if it's temporary experiences here and there. It's more about creating that real life experience, the energy of it, and then drinking in those moments as much as you possibly can. So when you're visualizing it, it's not just something that you're making up in your imagination. You're actually pulling from real life experience, which has huge amounts more power to it. That's that superstar power. Yes, I love that star power. Mm -hmm. Keep going into that visual of the little Mario guy <laughs> with his little invincibility star. We do. We have these opportunities to power up all the time. And it usually leads right into going bigger. Mm. So if there's an area in your life where you're planning on going bigger, look for the opportunities to build up that that star power momentum. And watch for where you try to talk yourself out of it because, oh, no, I can't right now or I shouldn't or whatever it is. No, the opportunity has presented itself for a reason. Right. Jump on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly because you never know if the peonies will be at the grocery That's store right. tomorrow so if you see them today <laughs> let yourself have them for god's sake <laughs> oh it's perfect all right well let's let's wrap it up there uh thank you again for joining us for today's podcast and we look forward to seeing you in the next one seeing you in the next one we don't even hear them in the next one but anyway sharing another one with you in the very near future so until then relax we've, we've got, got this, this. 
Thanks for listening to the show. We loved having you. Come join our kick-ass community on Facebook. It's called Kick-Ass Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. To get all the latest from Rach and Therese, go to www.spirit4success.com. Again, that's spirit4success.com. Until next time, relax. We got this.